everybody. Welcome to Fresh Out the Podcast. I am the board game guru and game master extraordinaire, Jahananan. Co-host Casualty CDG, but you could call me Gary. I'm a retired child crimes and human trafficking detective turned tabletop titan and improv comedian. <sighs> you feel better? I do, yeah. That yeah, you good. good? Yeah. You good over there? I I think so. Well, I am the professional media and movie mastermind, the Funhouse, Drew Munhausen, and welcome to episode 15 of Fresh Out the Podcast. We are um, approaching Halloween here in a few weeks, so there's spooky vibes in the air, um, Uh, which I'll talk about later in some of the movies that I watched. There's a whole skeleton behind me. Did you know that? I actually didn't really, I hadn't looked close enough to see that, but now I see it, and I don't know how I missed that. Gary, it does have, he always has a large dragon skull behind him, but there is a skeleton above that now as well. And I'm wearing a Halloween costume. I'm Superman. It's pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. I have a cape. Is that... Is that a Superman? Is that a child Superman costume that you're squeezing into right now? No. Is that a well? It has short sleeves, but it has a cape. Yeah. It's a yeah. business casual. It also it looks like maybe it was a onesie at one point for a child, and Jahan ripped the sleeves and legs off. No, this is not the Superman onesie that you bought me for Christmas. Oh man, I forgot that was a thing. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, it didn't fit. I couldn't <laughs> breathe in that thing because it was too tight. They don't make speaking, them in size. <laughs> speaking of children's Halloween costumes, have y'all seen the picture of Timothy Shelmet as his first Willy Wonka picture that leaked out? Have y'all heard about this movie? I've heard. So He's I playing actually... a young Willy Wonka, like a Wonka origin, and the first photo of him in costume has been released. And it's something. It's, when I it's saw interesting. Your note for uh, Timmy C. Wonka. Uh-huh. I, <laughs> I looked it up and I saw the I saw the picture. I'm okay with it. Uh, mm-hmm. I showed I showed my wife Annie and she said that that uh, they made it like a it's like a good looking Wonka like a cute Wonka. She's like, oh look at the cute little Wonka. He's less weird looking than Depp's Wonka, but but leans more towards that than um, than the classic uh, Gene Wilder Wonka. I mean, Timmy C has a little bit of a Johnny D in him. He he definitely mm-hmm. looks like a, a young Johnny D. So it's gonna Got be a young Willy Wonka. Yes, I believe it's it's supposed to be a, a Wonka origin of sorts. So what's he so gonna do? I... Go colonize the Oompa Loompas? Man, I can't wait to see that. That should be fun. Possibly, possibly so. What a riveting tale. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This dude, he's popping up in literally everything now. I mean, obviously Dune comes out officially next week and he's in that. He's playing Wonka. It just seems like Timmy C, man, he's everywhere. Yeah, Timmy C can do no wrong right now. He was on SNL last season, wasn't he? And I think he was really bad. Oh really? I did not watch that one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was it was him. And yeah, he was. I mean, not everyone's a comedian though. He's a he's a good actor, so far as I can tell. 
I think I do think he's very talented. I do, and I think that he's made really solid career choices so far. Like I feel like the movies he's been in have been good choices and have ended up being good. And him taking on Wonka, like a Wonka origin, I I, I don't know. Like, is that the right path? Maybe it'll be good. I don't know, but it's not something that really excites me. I I would bet against it being good, <clears throat> which is unfortunate. hopefully. Uh, I mean, hopefully it's nothing that makes his career take it. Although it seems like he's he's pretty on fire, so I don't see that happening. He'll probably still make again, Every now and again, a movie comes out that you do not need to remake. Uh, Gene Wilder nailed it. You don't need to do it again. It was done. So, uh, like, this reminds me of like the Franco Oz movie that was like that you didn't need to make a prequel Oz Franco movie. I'm not sure you needed to make a prequel Timmy C. Uh, <laughs> Wonka movie. I don't know if this needs to happen. Um, that being said, I I like Wonka, and I think it's every like actor kid's dream to be like Willy Wonka or Alice in Wonderland or in one of those like fantastical tales that you read as a kid or you act in those plays as a kid. So I can see him jumping and saying yes at the role because I think I probably would have given the opportunity. Uh, yeah well said like as a theater kid at heart like playing wonka is kind of a a dream in that regard just to be able to wear the costume and prance around and wear a top hat and all that kind of stuff (laughs) you can just do that anytime you want to though no one's stopping you well that's what theater kids do that's why they're it's what makes them theater kids is if you want to find the kids in high school that are wearing top hats and prancing around you'll find them in the theater department they're doing that because they want to grow up to play Willy Wonka. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Or the Mad Hatter, you know. They're, they're doing it for for some one of those old fantastical tales of the stage, and so of course he wants to do it. I didn't uh, realize that people who love hats and actors on a Venn diagram was just a circle, Gary. Um, people who love hats and prancing are in the same Venn diagram as stage actors. Even the most serious, dramatic actors like to dress up in costumes and act silly. That's just part of it's part of acting. They they you know sometimes it's fun. Yeah, I, I never understood in my head until recently. I was talking to Justin, my roommate, and he said, like he would never want to be an actor in a million years. He said he would want to be on set or do carpentry or anything, but he would not. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't want to pretend to be somebody else for eight hours a day on set. And I was like, why not? Like, what do you mean you don't want to do that? That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was like the first time I ever talked to anybody who I just, my brain like exploded. Like, what do you mean? You That's, that's what everyone should want to do. Uh, Some people like to take it a step beyond just the dressing up in silly costumes and be like Christian Bale and lose you know, 60 pounds for a role, and then for the next one, you gain you know, 100 pounds for the role. Yeah, that's their way of dressing up and having fun, and, you know, good for them. <laughs> and I guess he's really fun to be around, is what they say, whenever he does that. That's <laughs> what they say. I can't really argue any of these points while I'm dressed up as Superman. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. I think... I think this movie, I think it's going to fall flat. I don't think this Wonka is going to be the best of the Wonkas by any stretch of the imagination. 
Uh, I'll probably see it when it comes to a streaming service near you. I'll watch it because I watch everything for yeah, better sure or worse. It. It's not going to be good though. I like I like glance through a headline. Is it going to be a musical by chance? Oh, I don't even know. I haven't looked at that far into it. If it is going to be a musical, then I will not watch it when it comes to a streaming service near you. <laughs> you don't like musicals? I do not, and I don't need to see a Timmy C. Wonka musical. I, I like some. You're you're out on musicals altogether. It's a shame. A musical is one of the worst ways to start. Is to, it's the worst way to lead to get me interested in something. Hmm. Like if you're gonna get me interested in Hamilton, it's gonna start with history and hip hop, and then you're gonna tell me it's a musical. Because if you lead with musical, you you're losing me right out the gate. Not Where totally. are you at? Uh, have you watched The Greatest Showman? The Hugh Jackman, <laughs> Barnum, so P.T. Barnum movie? I, I turned on The Greatest Showman and I got like, I don't know, 24 minutes in. I was like, holy shit, this is too much fucking. This is too much. <laughs> it's too much. Fair. I, I totally fair. That. We won't go down that rabbit hole. What we can do is go to our actual main discussion of the week and um it's actually an event that's very much still in progress but i feel like a lot of the big news kind of came today and that's dc it's not dc fandom i believe it's dc fandom it is 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 there is the proper name of the event it is ongoing they've been releasing things left and right today um the the biggest one of which i believe is is the trailer for the batman not trailer for batman trailer for the batman starring robert pattinson not just any batman the caped crusader directed by i believe matt reeves is the director who did the latter two movies of the recent uh planet of the apes franchise and now he He's moving over to Batman territory. And did y'all watch this trailer? Yes. Half of it. Oh, Gary has watched <laughs> did you half just turn the it off. I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate yeah. your honesty. I, I did turn it off in the middle. We'll get I'm sure we'll get right to that when you start uh, asking us how we feel about it. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's start let's start let's talk about the Batman. Why did why did you turn it off midway through, Gary? Oh boy, did that look like a boring, long piece of shit. Even the trailer <laughs> looks like a boring, long piece of shit. I think they're going for Detective Batman, which is cool because we've always wanted a Detective Batman. And also, this is going to be a long, investigative, boring piece of shit. Uh, based on I think it's trailer. a period piece, too. I think it's supposed to take place in the 80s. It, nice. Yeah, it. when you say... When I hear, like, an 80s period piece Batman, I'm thinking, like, a Burton-esque, like, neon lights and fucking glow-in-the-dark graffiti. But this is not that. This is period piece set in the 80s, but they use, like, a lot of amber light and a lot of black and a lot of uh, monochrome type of color scheme. And it just looks like a boring, long Batman movie. Considering uh, how that, colorful... That noir, that noir quality. Well, with how colorful and bright a lot of the recent DC movies have been, like Wonder Woman 1984, Aquaman, and uh, Shazam, things like that, this is, you know, kind of taking more of the aesthetic of 
like a Batman Begins or The Dark Knight, but almost making those <laughs> making it even darker. Yeah, and and Gary, like what you said, like I just think of this isn't the case, but I think of sepia tones almost just from watching the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it more than you, though, for sure. I thought that it looked like I really like the look of uh, Pattinson's Batman in the bat suit. I thought looked cool and. I really like uh, Colin Farrell's penguin and he's yeah. unrecognizable and the voice seems to be on point and he, he looks great. And, you know, it seems like the Riddler is really the main villain of the movie, but you really see very little of him in the trailer. Did you know that I hate Colin Farrell? Why? I love Farrell. I have because no problem of, with Colin Farrell. Because of SWAT. That's the one that that's the hill you're dying on that you're like, no, this is this is why I'm out on this guy. Well, all right, let's. okay. so because of Daredevil and SWAT. What movie did you watch today, Gary? Today I watched uh, the free guy, right? That's what it's that one was good with Mm -hmm. Ryan Ryan Reynolds with uh, the guy that plays Deadpool. And and he was it good. Ryan Reynolds in everything. I like that movie. Yeah. That, that movie mm-hmm. had me dying. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, I'm not sure if that movie was good, but I liked it. It was funny. I liked it. it I was mean, definitely very funny. It was funny. Yeah. Um, Batman. I think I'm gonna watch Batman. I'm gonna watch it no matter what, because I I'm going to watch it no matter what. I don't. Care. And you're on a podcast where we're pretty much gonna have to force you to talk about it anyway, I'm so you really don't have much choice. I want to. I want to watch it. I just think it's gonna be a long, <laughs> boring piece of shit Batman movie. And when it is, and I'm just gonna say I told you so. So I have not been excited for this Batman at all uh, until I saw the trailer. So I had the opposite feeling. That movie looks great. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. It's that gritty, dark Batman. He's going to beat people close to death. He's going to struggle with morality. Uh, You got uh, a great cast, including Colin Farrell of SWAT. Uh, (laughs) Andy Serkis is Alfred. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon. Uh, So we're getting that black James Gordon. Hell yeah. Uh, and he is the guy that's currently playing the Watcher in DC's What If. Uh, he's also uh, from Westworld. He's great. He's an amazing actor. Uh, Paul Dano as the Riddler looks really good. Uh, and then Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Uh, I mean, I don't. That's great. She looks great. Her look in the trailer too. She was rocking the Selena Kyle look. She I was killing it. She was killing it. Uh, people are going to come for it for all the wrong reasons. You already know why. Uh, and it's bullshit. And <laughs> but uh, it's, this looks like a good movie. Uh, did you get to the Batmobile, Gary? Did you see the I, Batmobile? I just want to interject before I answer that question and say I binged Colin Farrell. Yeah. And when I saw him, I accidentally rolled my eyes like into the back of my head and like turned my head away and scoffed <laughs> just him normally not him as the penguin yeah, you're saying that him. was just i just can't call it feral i just like looking at him is enough for me i feel like you didn't mention the other movie that you watched today didn't you watch fast and the furious nine hey, today let's not jump let's not jump ahead to our our fresh take oh no here. i'm just saying because how are you going to talk shit about SWAT? And I then, turned off Fast 9 that's today. Fair. Thank you that's very fair. much. 
How I, dare you? Did I skip ahead? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Let's no, you're good. You're good. Um, okay, well, the Batman. So me and, sounds like me and Jahan are, are high on the Batman. Gary is low on the Batman, but still going to see the Batman. <laughs> Did you see the Batmobile, though? No, I didn't see the Batmobile for the Batman. It's a muscle car. What? Mm-hmm. It looks awesome. No, it doesn't. I hated it for five seconds when it was on screen. I was like, that's not the Batmobile. And then he, like, hit somebody with it. I was like, I don't care. That's that's great. I'm happy. That I thought it looked is. cool in motion. It looked I so cool. That. And then it popped out of the fire like Ghost Rider. It was so dope. I hate it. <laughs> that looks like a Batmobile that a fucking redneck with no budget would make. Not a Batmobile that Batman <laughs> would have. Or an awesome it- guy... No, it looks like a fucking Alabama Batmobile. Or a cool guy from somewhere else, maybe. Not a dope <laughs> fucking New York Batmobile. And from behind, it kind of does have that cool, uh, like, uh, Ford GT look almost. But from the front, they've gone with, like, a classic muscle car, kind of a, a late 70s, early 80s kind of look. Uh, so it looks cool from the back. <laughs> it looks awesome. I love it. Uh, did you guys watch the Black Adam trailer? That's what I was going to go to next. So actually, let me lead into this Black Adam trailer by saying an interesting thing that they're doing in this DC fandom is they've the Batman had a true trailer, right? Mm -hmm. We saw a true teaser trailer, Um, whereas other movies, Black Adam, uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Shazam. What's the Shazam subtitle for the sequel? It's Shazam. Think of the Fury of the Gods or something like that, and then even the Flash movie. So all all these things they had yes, behind the Gods. scenes looks. So you know some on set videos, some things to kind of get you pumped for the movie, but no real trailers or footage, except for the Black Adam. Uh, it their behind the scenes look did end with a little you know minute and a half long or so teaser at the end that got to show off. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, aka James the Rock Johnson, as as Black Adam. Um, what did you think of this? Uh, I thought it looked awesome. Uh, I didn't think I was gonna like it. I wasn't really that excited for the character. He's not somebody that's like on my list of people that I'm like, oh, that's one of my favorites. But you know, I loved him in all the games he was in, and <laughs> but Dwayne the Rock Johnson also known as James the Rock Johnson, uh, looked great as Black Adam. And then he caught bullets. Uh, he had lightning powers. He beat a bunch of people. I don't know. It was... He did literally grab a guy and disintegrate him to he, a skeleton to dust. He skeletonized with lightning powers. a human being. And it so was so cool. <laughs> definitely seemed to bring out the evil side of Black Adam that we know. I mean, he's been cast as this part for... For like, for like a decade. Yeah, like six years, seven years. I don't know how long. And right? for forever, and it's finally happening. Like it's just taken a really long time. So he I'm talks glad about to see that. It's he yeah. talks about that in the behind the scenes. He says, "I've been working so hard. This is a, a pet project of mine. I've been working my hands to the bone, uh, and so I hope it's as good. If he pu- if it's as good as the effort he put into it, I I, I look forward to it." Mm-hmm. I'll watch anything with The Rock. I didn't see this trailer, and based on what you guys told me, I don't need to. This sounds dope as fuck. 
I mean, it's really just a dark minute and a half of kind of leading up to a reveal of, of the rock as black Adam. And it's the suit looks cool for the most part. I mean, you can't, you don't get like a real clear look at it, but you do see the, the black and the yellow lightning bolt and him with a hood up, that actually looks really cool. He looks pretty evil. So I would have you know, always cool. watched a movie that was just where they're like the rock plays the rock and Aliens come to Earth and demand that we have to send a champion to go do like an intergalactic universal space fight. <laughs> and it's and by then, popular vote, so naturally yeah, everyone so, picks The Rock, right, the people's so champion. Except, yeah, he, he goes and fights for the universe, but once he gets there, then you realize that he's had these types of inherent superpowers all along like Black Adam. So I'm just going to pretend that this is my movie that I've always wanted to come to life. I don't care that he's Black Adam. I just want to see The Rock beating people up with powers. You need to, we, we need to write that screenplay. I'm in. It's already written. It's done. I just wrote it. Black Adam does seem like if you were more of a DC guy, Gary, like Black Adam would be one of your guys. You know, I don't know why he comes off as one of those characters to me. Like he just he would be one of your dudes. Is he an anti-hero or is he just a villain? I think he kind of walks that line because I always have thought of him as a Shazam villain. Yeah, I've only so ever too. seen him as a villain. Mm-hmm. But I think he has been good before, or helped helped we, the good guys. I think there's like an, like a dark Justice League or something of the sort, like an anti-Justice League that he's the, been the leader of. I'm, I'm talking out of my ass with that because I don't know enough DC there stuff. There is Justice I, League I'm, Dark. Justice League Dark is different, though. That's something else. I think there uh-huh. is a DC thing like that, uh, but I don't know. I was going to say, I know we, we talked about Venom, and, you know, Venom has that long history of going back and forth between being a villain and an anti-hero, and as far as I know, Black Adam is more on that villain side of the things. So I don't I don't actually know a whole lot about him. And everything that we see The Rock in these days, he's always a hero, right? The Rock is always the good guy who ends yeah. up coming out on top at the end of the day, and so if he is a true villain in this movie, it's going to be an interesting turn for him. Cause we're not really used to seeing him be the bad guy since maybe doom. <laughs> What's the, <laughs> wow. the last movie where he played the bad guy. I That's mean, I don't true. know. I mean, doom. maybe the scorpion King. I don't know. Um, so anyway, yeah, well, I'll be interested to see more about it. Otherwise the only other one that got a true, trailer was the peacemaker series that'll be on hbo max with uh with john cena and i mean i don't have too much to say about it it did look funny but i mean it looks if you liked peacemaker and you thought john cena was funny in the suicide squad movie then you're gonna like this it's more it's more peacemaker it's his own series john cena driving in a muscle car with an american bald eagle you want to see that same bald eagle give him a hug do you want to see John Cena in whitey tidies having gunfights with other people that you've never heard of? You want to see John Cena cut people's arms and legs off? All right, there you go. That's I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna mention there seemed to be a lot of uh, him in whitey tidies action, which we saw yeah. in in the Suicide Squad. Seems like we're gonna get a lot more of that in this show. It looked like there are at least three scenes of that in this show. Uh, and that's just from the trailer. It looked like three separate scenes. There's one where he's like in his house dancing in his whitey tidies. One where he's in a gunfight behind an exploding car in his whitey tidies. And another one, I think, when he's uh, uh, caught by a female character in his whitey tidies. So 
It's going to be a running gag. Yep. I'm going to watch this series. I actually caught that trailer uh, early this morning, and I, I'm on board. <laughs> it looks it looks great. Uh, the cast looks great. Uh, the trailer itself made me laugh. Um, it's just, I don't know, it, it actually, I wasn't on board, actually, because Peacemaker uh, in the movie, he was great, but I didn't need more. You know what I mean? Uh, I just didn't. And then this happened, and I was like, okay, I, I'm watching this. Yeah, I also uh, I got... didn't need more, and when I heard they were making this series after that movie, I was like, oh, okay, I, I guess I could have some more. Uh, his interactions in the trailer with the, the blue costumed guy, I think he called him the vigilante, it gave me very strong uh, tick vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the tick show. I see that. And I loved the Tick show. I feel like it was very underappreciated. I can't believe that the Tick didn't survive its second reincarnation on Amazon Prime. It was so good. It's so fucking good. I can't believe it. It's not like it was bad. They nailed it. They crushed it. (laughs) They nailed it. I would watch more right now. I would watch watch more. more. I might go watch more after this. (laughs) But yeah, Peacemaker. I feel like Peacemaker might scratch that itch, and I'm excited for that. I agree. HBO is doing a lot of cool stuff with the DC license. Uh, they have more animated uh, stuff coming, as always. And the DC animated movies are actually always really good, in my opinion. Yeah, we were we were just talking about um, what was the the Constantine Dead Man, uh, Justice League called? Dark. Yeah, yeah. We were just well, talking about that in a chat earlier today. We're talking about Justice League Dark, and I'm a huge fan of Dead Man. Jahan's a big fan of Constantine, so those, that's a really cool show for both, or cool movie series for both of us. Um, and then the Harley Quinn show, I think I brought it up before on HBO Max. It's it's an adult comedy show, and it's it's funny enough. I Great mean, show. It's, it's, it's yeah, not it's funny enough. That shit kills me. Uh-huh. It kills it's, me. I would I would not say, you know, if, if you have HBO Max and you like adult comedy cartoons, put that one on. It's good. And I also love uh, Kaylee Cuoco. I, I never know if I'm saying that right. But uh, I love her and everything she's in. She's Harley in the animated show. She's doing a lot now too. She she's kind of broken out from the the chains of Big Bang Theory that she was on for years, yeah. and now she between doing stuff like Harley Quinn and she did that show on HBO Max that was called The Flight Attendant that I liked. That was good um, as well. So she's, it seems like she's starting to get some, some more roles and do some more stuff. So I'm excited to see where she goes. Cause she, I think was kind of, um, she's kind of stuck on big bang theory for a while, for as long as that show was going on. She yeah. was making bank from she it. Made so bank. Can't yeah, she can't for that. She's making good money. And but, before that uh, she was on charmed. So she's been in some shows. But yeah. as an actress, I'm excited to see her kind of spread her wings. I suppose. I, I love yeah. her portrayal of Harley Quinn. I was yeah. The voice acting for Harley Quinn seems like she's having a whole lot of fun. It, it comes mm-hmm. through in the studio. Um, speaking of, of voice acting, another teaser that was released today was a, a TC. Uh, excuse me, a teaser for DC League of Super Pets, which is about <laughs> all of the different, um, basically pet heroes of the DC universe. And this is we get more of the Rock in this because the Rock voices Crypto. Uh, the super, okay, dog. super dog, and he teams up with frequent collaborator Kevin Hart 
who is Ace the Bat Hound. So, he, you know, we get to see them both <laughs> voicing those dogs in this teaser. And the uh, the main teaser does revolve kind of around a pee joke. Um, so there's that, you know, dogs peeing. And yeah, so there you go. That was a teaser that came out today. So uh, for those of you at home, Gary has his face in his hands right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, see, I have no problem with this because all of these super pets they're not inventions they're all canon they're all in the shows uh ace is even in uh batman beyond you know what i mean like as like the whole time and i don't know i don't mind so much them using that for kids it is gary i'd love to hear what's going through your mind on this just, just because they were characters doesn't mean they should be characters. Let that go. Bury that. That's trash. Bye-bye. I Fucking think it's a smart Garbage th- characters from a garbage time where they made pet versions of everything and motorcycles for everybody. They, they That was the fucking late 90s. That doesn't mean they're can- canonical fucking characters that have some important... They are canonical. In... Yeah, but you didn't let me finish my sentence. They're not canonical characters that have an important place in the universe. They are pulled out of the ass of the '90s to pander to every fucking market. <laughs> I mean, they're yeah, they're for kids. Characters and it, yeah, it's bullshit. The whole characters are for kids. They don't need pet versions for kids. It's fucking characters for kids already. No, fuck no. Shit on this. <laughs> piss on this. Throw it in a flaming fucking trash can. Kick it down the stairs. Roll it outside and run it over the fucking car. <laughs> You're that kid. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> In, in addition to the, to that movie and everything else we've talked about, a shirt that says "Hear that, kids!" Fuck you. That's I a good that. T-shirt. <laughs> there was a lot shown from a lot of DC's shows that I don't really watch, or you know, this doesn't really do anything for me. But I'll still go through some of them because they release stuff for Superman and Lois, Supergirl, Star Girl, Doom Patrol, uh, Batwoman, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Catwoman Hunted, which I think is an actual animated film. Titans. uh, Let's see. What else? Young Justice Phantoms, which is season four. Teen Titans Go. Um, So there you go. They they showed a lot of stuff for for their TV shows. So if that's stuff that interests you, great. There's plenty of content out there for you. They also, one thing that I'm a little bit more interested in, they had a couple trailers come out for some of the upcoming DC video games. Yes. The first is um, um, Rocksteady's Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League. Before and Before we pivot from cartoons to the games, real quick, I do want to talk about Young Justice real quick. Young Justice, in my opinion, is one of the best things that they have done with the DC franchise in forever. It's such a good show. Uh, you get to see a lot of those obscure characters uh, that you don't necessarily see a lot of. Uh, it deals with you get to deal with Superboy, Blue Beetle. Uh, I feel like they make up some people for this show. Honestly, uh, you see like Sportsmaster gets in the mix, which I was telling Gary about Sportsmaster the other day, uh, and it's just such a good show. Period. And it's not, it is not for kids. I'll say that if you're listening, don't let your kids watch it unless they're at least like 13 to 15, I would say. Uh, but it, it gets dark. Uh, people die. I don't know. It's awesome. Uh, I just want to say that always, you should watch it. I always like learning new things about you. And, you know, as we've come to know in the past 
many weeks. You know, you're obviously a zombie head, which, mm-hmm. you know, I well, know that well now. And uh, and now I know you're a Young Justice head. So there I we go. love it's, Young you know, Justice. Learn something new. It's so good. So good. Uh, but yeah, now we can talk about So what if they do Young Justice zombies? Dude, man, like, I can only get so erect. Like, calm down. All right? Calm down. All right, all right. And so uh, so I had started to mention uh, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. This is Rocksteady's follow-up to, uh, what was the last Arkham game? Arkham Knight? Batman Arkham Knight, I think, was the last game they did. They've been working on this for a while. And then the other game they showed a trailer for was, um, oh gosh, uh, Gotham Knights, which is... In the, I think it's supposed to be kind of in the same realm as the Arkham games, but it's a different studio that's that's making this one. I don't think it's Rocksteady. Um, for both of these games, they showed story trailers, so there was not really any gameplay in these. It was just to give you more idea of the story, um, which, which I will say to their credit with these, they were not your typical FMV trailers that are that are you know just. CG video that really doesn't show you the game. These look to be in engine cutscenes and stuff. So you can really get a good idea of what the game will kind of look like, even though you don't see gameplay. I'm really just trying to cushion the blow for the reactions to this, to these trailers, because I know that Gary is so anti story trailers when he wants to see the gameplay. trailers are nothing. Cinematic trailers are just CG videos. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's not anything. That doesn't tell me anything about your game. Doesn't show me your game. It it sort of shows me your game's graphics when they're running on an optimized platform and the game isn't playing. Like, okay, that's that's nothing. You, the story of a game, isn't the reason people are going to buy your game. People are going to buy your game because of a combination of the story and the art style and the graphics and 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 the gameplay. It doesn't matter. I don't fucking care about your cinematic trailer. You wasted money putting that together. Show us your <laughs> fucking game. Uh, I I don't feel that way. Uh, I agree for sure. I want to see gameplay. Cinematic trailers don't show you if it's going to be a game worth a shit or not. But, I mean, it does tell you what the game's going to be. What we know is four playable characters. Uh, my understanding is it is cooperative. Uh, you could be Captain Boon- Boomerang, Harlequin, King Shark, or Deadshot. Uh, and you're trying to kill the Justice League. Why? We don't really know. Uh, it does kind of seem to be that story, like what happens if the Justice League becomes corrupted kind of thing. Uh, whether they're mind-controlled or they just have this new definition of justice, it's hard to tell from this trailer. Uh, but it looks awesome. You're four characters that probably shouldn't be able to kill the Justice League, but you're gonna try, damn it! Uh, and they show Superman and Green Lantern fighting you, so you kind it does give you something. Uh, and I would play this. Yeah, I'll say my thing with these kinds of trailers that are story trailers is, you know, Rocksteady has enough good clout with me because I've liked their previous game so much that. You don't really have to sell me on this. Okay, they're making a Suicide Squad game with those four characters. Cool. I'm 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 probably going to buy it. So when you show me a trailer that's just a story trailer, hey, we're going to set up the story like, no, I don't need to see that. I'm going to play the game anyway. I'd rather save the story 
for when I'm playing the game and I can experience that for myself. The less I see, the better. Whereas, like, show me a generic slice of, of kind of what the gameplay is going to look like so I can know what to expect. That's what I would rather see. So it's like, yeah, cool story trailer. I'm sure that that's, you know, kind of quenching the thirst of some people that wanted to see more for these games. Sure. But I'm already sold on the game, you know, just based on the 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 credentials alone, you know, of who's who's making it and the resumes involved there. So I'm I, I get hesitant to watch the full trailers because I just don't really want to spoil anything for myself when I can experience it later. Gotcha. Now that's fair. I, I, when you when you tell me it's co-op, you know I'm on board. And if I can play King Shark and eat people, I'm doing it. So, just show me King Shark eating people. Show me Harley Quinn bashing people with a fucking bat or a hammer. Uh, th- that's all we need to see. We just need to see a few clips of our beat 'em up in action. Maybe, <laughs> I, you know, thirty seconds of gameplay. I did enjoy the part in the trailer where King Shark. Uh, someone died. I don't know who. But King Shark's trying to convince Waller that they're still alive and she needs to blow up their head because he thinks it's funny. Uh, I did like that. <laughs> Which uh, Shout out to Samoa Joe, who uh, voices King Shark in that game. Yeah, he should have always... Well, not should have always, but he's got a great voice, and Samoa Joe should transition into voice acting really easily, I think. Uh, <laughs> it looks like he's already halfway there, yeah. Man, injuries were plaguing his late career, but he could still cut a bad guy promo better than just about anybody else around. And and just uh, listening to his promos one night, I was like, Jesus, man, this guy needs to voice act. Like, get him, put him. He doesn't look that in, that menacing, but put him behind a fucking microphone, and he's terrifying. Yeah, I wish I didn't have a terrible voice, but I do. So that's all right, man. Somebody has to voice a grumpy potato. <laughs> Nice. And people listen to this podcast, so that means that your voice can't be that bad because they listen to you. So take that as a compliment. Yeah, but it might be like a glutton for punishment kind of thing. (laughs) They're sitting in the car like, yeah, torture me. That kind of thing, you know. Hmm. Some people kinky, I don't know. Um, And then Gotham Knights was the other game, which kind of has similar vibes, I think, to to the the four player aspect i believe that it's going to be co-op also but you i believe in this game batman is dead so you're playing as other characters like uh i think nightwing and and robin and i don't red even hood. remember who red hood yeah it's some, my understanding that this game is i thought this game was already out and this is an expansion no no this game's not out yet this game is not out yet okay well this game looks dope this game, and yeah, it does look co-op as well. Uh, and if it's in the same... Is it, is it part of the same Arkham series? Is it part of that? I thought it was, but I had seen something recently that said maybe it wasn't. But yet, he... Batman, I think, is thought to be dead at the end of Arkham Knight. Or, you know, the, at, the public at large thinks he's dead. So it kind of lines up with that. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know either. Uh, no, it looks cool and creepy and fun. Uh, and I I mean, two uh, superhero universe video games that are co-op in one day, I'm very excited. Uh, I mean, me and Gary will play any co-op game together. You know this. That is correct. And hopefully, I know this because I, I played online. one 
I did play one with y'all a little bit earlier this week, but we'll talk about that later. It's a little tease. Little tease. Um, well, do y'all have anything else to, t- to comment on with DC fandom? Um, you know, great work, DC. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't generally give a shit about DC stuff compared to Marvel stuff. I would say. And not that I'm a Marvel fanboy, because I really don't care about a lot of the Marvel stuff happening until it comes out either. But I would say that this caught my attention today, the DC fandom. I saw it all over the place. Uh, it was smart of them to kind of release all of this stuff at once and back to back and and do it as like a big press event. Because a lot of this stuff is now on my radar that would have otherwise slipped by or I wouldn't have cared about. So, uh, good job. Good job, DC. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. You know, Marvel is so set on the MCU and they have their shows on Disney Plus that tie into that. And then here and there, a video game. But that's really about it. And DC just seems like they have no shortage of content coming out. Now, whether that content is is great or or not good, you know, can vary. But it's there. There's content. You know, they have something for everyone, which is cool. I watched a lot of DC's animated movies that are not for kids. And they are, they're, I've liked all of them. They've all been very good. Uh, their animated shows are way better than their uh, cinematic universe. That being said, uh, a couple things I'm excited for. They did say that they're going to have a Blue Beetle movie, I believe, mm-hmm. live action. I think there was just some concept art that came out yes, from that. Yes, just yeah. concept art. We're just hearing about it. I'm excited Another for that. Another thing that made me roll my fucking eyes. <laughs> so a blue beetle poster and it says on the poster blue beetle live action and it's a concept art poster so like i'm looking at it like boy that looks fucking cool and i'm like oh well that's not the style that's not the art that has nothing to do with live action it's not a live action picture <laughs> like get that shit out of here what like well i why? mean i mean that's just what these things are for just to get you excited you know they should have shown a live action picture that i would have liked an to see one picture that said live action really big on it i would have liked <laughs> to see one it's adjacent to false advertising to put a dope ass poster up with animated shit that says live action on it. No, it's not. That's not it. Take that down. Now, another thing that they talked about, uh, DC fandom that I wanted to highlight, uh, cause good for you, DC, uh, milestone media. Uh, they are trying to focus on bringing, uh, underrepresented peoples to DC, um, whether it be the heroes or the writers, um, and they are doing a program where they're trying to bring in underrepresented creators, drawers, or artists, um, writers from all over the world together uh, to work on the ne- to be the next generation of comic book writers for DC. And so that's really cool. Uh, I'm excited to see more Static Shock uh, and Icon. Those are both very cool heroes to me i i love static stack's one of my all-time favorite dc characters period is there anything else or should we move static shock either i got i got nothing else for dc we can move on to fresh out the box takes for the week um i can kick it off with some movies because uh as y'all may or may not know i like those um last week you know we talked about bond in general um since that conversation i have seen the new bond movie no time to die um it is the 
fifth Daniel Craig Bond movie and fifth and final. And, uh, but actually the night before watch, going to see it in theaters, I, I rewatched Casino Royale, which was the first Craig Bond movie. I thought it was, uh, you know, I thought it would be good to watch his first before seeing his last, you know, just as a little refresher. And for and, those uh, of you at home, Craig Bond, that's James Bond's brother, right? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> it's fucking Craig. When y'all interrupt me with a joke that I that annoys me, I can't help but just go, mm, mm, as my response. You said it was the first Craig Bond movie. <laughs> my, yeah, I don't know. I, I know what I said. Of the five Craig Bond movies. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, first off, Casino Royale is great. Uh, really, really good. And so then I went to see No Time to Die and was a little bit disappointed. Uh, so there's that. It was really long. It's almost three hours long. It was longer than it needed to be. There were some emotional things in the movie that just really didn't click with me at all. Um, Rami Malek is one of, is kind of the main villain in it and he's fine in it, but the villain that he's playing sucks. Like there's just not much there that's of interest. The action in the movie is really good. So if you like that good James Bond action, this movie has it, but just you have to sit through the, you know, two hours extra of story to get through that too. And some of that is, it's just not, it's not what I wanted. So it's too bad. If I had to do right now a definitive ranking of the Daniel Craig Bond movies, I would say it goes Guyfall, Casino Royale, maybe No Time to Die goes in there, Quantum of Solace, and then Spectre at the bottom. That would be how I rank the Craig Bond movies. Craig, Craig, Craig Bond, colon, Bond. Bond. Craig Bond. Movies. Craig hyphen Bond? It's, Craig... I don't know. Not name, Craig Bond. Craig Bond. The name's no. Craig. Inventor of Gold Bond. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Skyfall... So you said Skyfall is the best in... Mm-hmm. The number one? Okay. I haven't seen any Bond Craig Bond movie. You haven't seen any of them? Okay, maybe that's a lie. Maybe I saw Casino Royale when it came out. Although we did say last week that, you know, you think Bond movies are for old people, essentially. I don't think that. And, and, or maybe that was Jahan. That I said know that. that. Oh, I said, I said oh. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I also said that. Yeah, I like when y'all swerve me like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I've seen all of them. And, uh, and you have more gray hair than the, the other two of us. Oh, okay. Now you're <laughs> yeah. resorting to personal attacks here? <laughs> no, it's because it's because with the, when you have gray hair like that, Bond is better for some reason. I Maybe guess. you're right. Maybe you're right. Okay, I so I watch Skyfall and get back with you. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'd be interested to see or hear your thoughts on that. All so. of your Bond talk has gotten me interested. I've been I've been looking through different Bond movies, and now that you've... If that's the best one, I'll, I'll give it a shot and see what I say. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, I'll talk about... I also watched Halloween, the 2018 Halloween, that was kind of a... Uh, let's call it a seek, a seek boot. It's like a sequel reboot in once. I mean, it's a true sequel to the original 1978 
Halloween movie. It ignores all the other sequels that came out. It's just a direct sequel to that. So it's kind of like a, a seek a seek boot is what I'd call it. Which that movie in 2018, I really liked it. I had fun with it. I thought it was really good. So the this one it was a good time. Yeah. So Halloween Kills is the next one in kind of the trilogy of these seek boot Halloween movies. So it's the same director as the 2018 one. I was excited for this one. And man, I was not a fan of it. Considering how much I liked the last one, this new one was just... Oh, you saw it already? Yes, I saw it. So I saw it in theaters. I saw it on, on Thursday evening, actually. I went and saw it. And this is actually on Peacock now. So if you... uh if you're a Peacock subscriber, they released it in theaters and on Peacock the same weekend. So you can watch this from home. And um, I mean, it's so, so I'll say this, they went the route of like your more classic slasher horror and just went for more, more deaths and more gruesome deaths. So they're going for that, you know, in this, in this horror movie. And it's really kind of the town really banding together against Michael Myers and the evil that is plaguing this town. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't, it just didn't work for me. Like what I was hoping, considering how much I liked the last one, I'll still go see Halloween ends, which is the one that comes out next year to see how they, they finish this off at Halloween kills. This current one that I'm talking about worth noting was supposed to come out last October like it was going to come out last October and then Halloween ends would have come out this October due to the pandemic. They shifted it a year. So we're just now getting Halloween kills. So we should get the next one next year. But um, yeah, so big fan of the 2018 movie, not a big fan of Halloween kills uh, out 2021. So, Interesting. Yeah, that was unfortunate. The way you described it almost makes it sound like a zombie film where there's only one zombie. Basically, that's kind of that's kind of Michael Myers, right? Like kind of how just, a lot of the slasher films wind up, honestly. Sometimes they're just chasing a person or a small group, but when the whole town has to band together because of the amount and volume of the killings, it's almost like a zombie film, except there's only one zombie. Well, uh, Michael Myers the- is such an interesting character anyway, right? Because... Yeah, okay, so if you've seen the original Halloween, you know, he's a six-year-old kid that murders his sister. And so he goes to an institution, he breaks out later, and he kills, I think, I think he maybe kills like three more people. Maybe it's more, maybe it's like five or so in, in the original. And, that, and that's really it, right? He, there's only a handful of deaths in it, but he, you know, Michael Myers represents just pure evil because there's no real motivation for his killing other than he just is evil and he he can't help but kill but kill so then they made this the sequel where you know he gets out again 40 years later and laurie strode played by jamie lee curtis who escapes him in the first in the original you know he's hunting her down again and there's deaths of course that happen on the on the way to that but still again it's just a handful of michael myers murders then they just in this new one just decide to go all out and probably like quadruples the body count of the past few movies combined just in this one alone like yeah we're just going to have michael myers start slaying everyone and he is um 
even though he's a normal dude, pretty tough to bring down, it seems like. So uh, you just have to have that suspension of disbelief when watching it. But yeah, this one just didn't do it for me. So it is what it is, I suppose. Still going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, go, yeah, do it. Especially if you watch the last one. Watch this one. It's, and, you know, it's on Peacock. Watch it at home. You, know, yeah. you don't have to go out in theaters and see it. Just watch it and see what and you think. And then know that you have one more to look forward to next year. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then finally, as far as movies go, I had a good uh, Blu-ray haul this week. There were a lot of good releases uh, on physical 4k uhd disc i walked away from the store with free guy and the green knight and inglorious bastards and f9 all on uh, 4k disc and of those i've only watched one i watched free guy which i did not see in theaters so this was my first time viewing it and gary i believe you watched this too and jahan you've seen this before free guy yes mm-hmm. yeah and did y'all watched, like it i, I did it. like it this morning or this afternoon before the podcast, so it's pretty fresh in my mind. Um, yeah, it sort of reminded me of, uh, like, an action movie Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah, definitely fits into the Ready Player One mold. I actually probably liked it better than Ready Player One, but I wasn't a huge fan of the Ready Player One movie, so it's not that's not, like, the highest of praise. I thought Free Guy had some... Some parts in it that I thought were really cringy and made me roll my eyes, but I thought a lot of some of the stuff really worked, and especially a lot of the very video gamey stuff in it, I thought was pretty well done. Yeah. Like for once, it's a, a movie that takes place in a video game where it seems like the people that made it actually understand how video games work. <laughs> Obviously, you have to take some liberties for movies, and it doesn't all line up. But but there were some very video gamey things that. You're like, ah, yeah, I get that. I would say for the most part, I agree, except for, except for the guy who was, like, pursuing him, the the guy, the police officer who was dressed in the pink bunny outfit, who was... Yes. Who could, like, remold the entire world at a whim in, like, almost an architect type of fashion from, uh... uh shit, what's the Nolan movie? Inception. With? There you go. He's like inceptioning the map around, and anyone who plays video games knows you don't inception maps around. I mean, right. honestly, he just looked like On he was Fortnite. It. He was inceptioning the shit out of it. That's how it looks like. Uh, that's how it looks when people build a Fortnite. That's all I'm saying. Um, it, it's it's worth noting this movie. You know, it takes place within a video game, but it does cut to the real world some, and you see like the developers with this game. Taika Waititi's in this movie playing a character <laughs> that that basically is kind of like the the creator of this game and so he's very wealthy and powerful in the world of this movie and man I hated everything he was doing in this movie I could not stand any moment he was on screen was I was like perfect oh no uh, he's going for it and like you know I get that he's having fun and just being silly I hated every bit of it he was a fucking gem in this movie. <laughs> oh. I, I had no issue with him. Fucking almost every time I saw him, I was laughing my fucking ass off. He is such a stupid, shitty, hateable douchebag uh, in, in the best way. I didn't expect him to be, I didn't know he was in the movie. He surprised me, and I was happy. I was like, I ah! will forever in locked in my mind will be taika waititi failing to do a kip up off the floor god that was so funny 
in an all-white fur outfit. <laughs> like it's, it's burned into my mind. It, that's so very funny. good. Walking in the first time you see him, and he's wearing that like fucking Ezio Assassin's Creed fucking hood. <laughs> like he's just such a fucking douche. Oh boy, what a great his guy. wardrobe style in the movie. I can get behind Ace. <laughs> fucking aces man what a good character um the other thing i'll say so worth noting about free guy and i I won't get into spoilers really there's not too really too much to spoil in this movie anyway like just go see it i guess if you want to if you want to but I'll, i'll say this it's a fox movie so this movie was being made by fox when fox was acquired by disney so so that's worth noting because there are some some Disney references that seemed very shoehorned in to this movie. Like, they think that they're being clever. Every single one of them just made me roll my eyes. Like, okay. I just, it was okay. so pandering. I can't think I of thought, any of them. I, what? Oh, man, they're good. They're awesome. And I have the exact opposite response as Drew. Oh. The, because I know that for the longest time, you couldn't use the word lightsaber. You had to use a fucking laser sword. Right. You couldn't use the sounds. You couldn't license the music because Disney wouldn't let anybody fucking touch it. Well, now that Fox is Disney, they used it immediately as soon as they could. And it's a video game movie. Good, because the next video game movie that gets the option is going to use them too. So they used the fucking music. They used the weapons. Right. They, they used it, a bunch of stuff from Marvel too. Yeah. Okay. I remember now. I didn't think anything of it though. There's a part. Okay. I'm. Here's a um, a brief, a mild spoiler for something that happens in the end of a free guy. So, you know, there's a part where Ryan Reynolds character is in a fight and he needs, you know, a weapon, something to defend himself with last second. It shows him scroll through his inventory and you see a star symbol and he clicks it and he, you know, appears a Captain America shield on his, on his arm and he defends a blow with it. And you then cut to the real world and see Chris Evans say, what the shit? Watching watching this gameplay. <laughs> well, there's your MCU nod. Cut back to Ryan Reynolds with a, a Hulk fist that he then punches the bad guy with, then follows that up with pulling out a lightsaber. And that's not enough. The Star Wars music has to play along with it. And then that's not enough. You cut to the real world and there is a girl watching the stream who says, oh yeah, a lightsaber. And at that point, I, I like it was everything in me not to just shut it off. I'm like, uh, I just, this is, this is just pandering to people. And I bet there were plenty of people that saw this movie in theaters that that happened and they legitimately cheered and fist pumped and good for those people. I was not one of them. This I thought was just ultra cringe, ultra pandering. I loved every um, second of it. I agree. Um, it was absolutely uh pandering nonsense. Just like, just like um the entire movie uh, ready player one, <laughs> you know, I, but, I agree. But, but now that being said, there were parts in the movie where like he pulls out a Mega Man gun. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's dope. There's a part where he pulls out the Fortnite unicorn yes. stick and uses it as a weapon. I'm like, that's cool. The like, video game in. references. This is a video better. game. 
Yeah, this is a video game. Put in all the video game references, but the Marvel and Star Wars stuff just, to me, came across as, hey, we just got acquired by Disney so we can do this. Let's toss this stuff in last minute. And I, I, I definitely see what great. you're saying, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. I just liked it. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I'm with Jahan. I know what you didn't like about it, and I liked it. Yeah, that, <laughs> and that's fair. That's fair. And I'll say, that didn't take away from my enjoyment of the movie. I, I had fun watching it. I was surprised you know, at how much I liked it. I'm it's, not it's sure. definitely fun. I'm, I'm not, I don't think I would re-watch Free Guy anytime soon, but it was good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, five. I give it a five out of ten. It's fine. Yeah, that's actually. I think that's what I rated it to. Like, I usually do a five star scale, and I think I gave it like a two and a half out of five, which I'd, equates to about a five out of ten. I'd give so it a I'm right point five at least. I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. If we're Maybe doing star ratings, seven. if we're doing star ratings here for the movies that I've I've talked about today, Casino Royale, four and a half out of five. No time to die. Three out of five. Halloween 2018, four out of five. Halloween Kills, two out of five. And then Free Guy, I'd give it two and a and half. Those are boxes, five. right? Those are Yeah, are not boxes. stars. He's giving them boxes. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah, there you go. I give it five. And fresh out the boxes. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five boxes. Those are... Those were all the movies I had to talk about. I got some TV and video game stuff, but do y'all have anything else as far as movies go? Uh, uh no. I the only movie I watched was Free Guy. Uh, I don't think I watched any other movies. I haven't seen any movies since we last recorded because I've been binge watching Doctor Who. <laughs> Why are you doing that to yourself? I love Doctor Who. Okay. That's all I got. Yeah, it's. <laughs> hey, you like I've, never, it you I've never watched. I've never watched a single episode of Doctor Who. But oh, I've heard then... pretty cheese dick. <laughs> I, I like it. It's funny. The reason I started watching it because I used to, you know, partake in plant matter of a certain nature, <laughs> right? A lot. <laughs> Uh, back in the day, I don't do it anymore. What mean with that roundabout introduction? <laughs> it's been it's been years, <laughs> but uh, I think there was like an episode of Family Guy where they made a joke about people getting high watching Doctor Who, and I was like, "Why did they do that? Is it dope?" And then so I started watching, <laughs> and I never looked back. Uh, FYI, a little insight. Well, moving moving to TV. Ooh. Gary, is there anything you want to say about the Ted Lasso finale? Because it actually, the finale came out uh, over a week ago, but we recorded last before then. So we had, we talked about everything Lasso with the exception of the finale. Yeah, we Um, talked about some of our expectations for the finale, I think, as well. Yeah. So we don't have to get, you know, we don't have to go too far into it, but did it, you know, did it live up to your expectations or how'd you feel about the finale? Um, yeah, I mean, it ended the way I thought it was going to end, right? The the big reveal at the last second was, like, we could see it coming uh, maybe mm-hmm. six episodes out, um, which is fine, because at, at first I was like, you know, we saw it coming, but in the same in the same breath, you don't need a twist just for the sake of having a fucking twist. Just because I saw it coming doesn't make it any worse of writing, I don't think, as long as they have a good journey planned for the characters, 
Um, I, I was pretty sure they were going to... I've been saying that Nate is the anti-Ted this whole time. He's the exact opposite of Ted. They've been building it, building it. And I don't think that it's going to have a happy ending with Nate coming back and being a coach and being on their staff. I think that character is now doing uh, doing what he's off to. Um, and a lot of people, from what I hear, they, they don't like that. They, they miss Nate. They used to like Nate. Now they hate Nate. But he's a good bad guy, I'd say. I agree. I agree. They, I think the build has been good. It's part of me that almost wants to go back and rewatch the season to see if there's more little like microaggressions towards Nate or things that he could have perceived as that, that I just would have never caught otherwise and see what helped lead to that, that turn. But otherwise, yeah, I thought it was a, a pretty satisfying conclusion to the season that I've been watching. And they, a lot of the current storylines that were up in the air, I feel like they, they wrapped up what they could, but left enough loose ends that I'm excited to see the next season when it goes on. And yeah, that, I'd say I'm a, I'm still a big Ted Lasso fan. The golden moment of the finale episode, I would say, was whenever Roy Kent had his first Diamond Dogs meeting. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he voices his concerns and nobody helps him solve his problem. They just listen and then he finishes and he's like, so is that it? Sometimes we just bitch about our problems and no one has to fix anything. And they're like, yeah. And then he has this look on his face of like, hmm, okay, this might not be so bad. And he walks out and then Beard and Ted Lasso look at each other with just like the utmost excitement, like excited little children that Roy might finally join their little group of ragtag friends. Uh, and just their, their childish, giddy, giddy amazement. Uh, I, th- I think was just that was so golden in the episode. Uh, I remember Beard. Uh, I remember Nate saying, you know, he, that he kissed Keely and Roy didn't give a shit. And Beard was <laughs> Nate's like, "You're not gonna headbutt me." And Beard looks at him, "Oh, I'll headbutt you." <laughs> like, oh man, I would love to see. I can't wait. I hope that's foreshadowing for something in season three. I hope Beard gets thrown off a field when they're up against Nate's team. I I hope something happens. Uh, Nate needs to get headbutted in the face, and I'd be happy to see Beard do it. Yep, I agree. That's uh, that's all I got for Ted Lasso. Do you, you have any other TV stuff you've been watching, Gary? I'll, I'll, I'm going to give Ted Lasso, like, a, I'm going to stick with this 9 out of 10. It's one of the best shows on, it's one of the best things you could be watching right now. Agreed. Um, I have been watching my shows. I've been keeping up with my stories. Only Murders in the Building. I think there's one episode left, maybe two. This I, I've talked about it, I think, a, a few weeks on and off. It's a, a podcast murder show with Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. And I like it. It, it grows on you. It's, you know, it's a mystery and it keeps giving more. It, it, it Are they 30-minute episodes? Yeah, they're they're like twenty two minute episodes, maybe. With uh, yeah, I need to, I need to get on that one because I've heard good things about it. I need to watch it. I watched it's the first of... like two, and they were good. Yeah, it's it. It might be. <laughs> I'm not sure if they really had a whole vision when they started writing the first season. I'm going to be totally honest, and and I think they're really close to jumping the shark at every single episode, and they might accidentally keep adding more leads when the episodes or the season was supposed to tie up somewhere else. It seems like maybe. The writing wasn't great, but the performances are very good, and I like the show. I've also been watching Wu-Tang Saga, an American story. This one was like a sleeper favorite for me. I discovered it 
over the summer and watched, like, binged watched the entire first season just in time for the second season to come out. And I think maybe there are two or four episodes left now of the second season. And it's it's Wu-Tang. Still, it's still the same thing. It has been the whole time. It's, you know, a bunch of guys from a very rough neighborhood in the late 80s New York and all of the gang troubles that they had to go through and the life struggles and poverty and them right now this is their their uprising moment so the whole first season is before they're even in the studio together the, the first season is not them on stages or with a manager it is on the streets and in houses and so now in this second season they've gotten a little bit of studio time and they're doing some live events and live venues for the first time ever and so it, it's it's a fun series to watch these characters grow and then after you watch the episodes, then, of course, you want to go get on Spotify and listen to Wu-Tang. So uh, I've just been watching and listening to a whole lot of Wu-Tang recently. Nothing wrong with that. That's that's it, it for my TV shows. It reminds me, did uh, did Reservation Dogs, did that first season already end? Is yeah, that... Man, I guess. Yeah, it just it did like nine episodes, I think, instead of 12, which was really strange. Yeah, it was, I think it was a short first season. <clears throat> but I've, uh, yeah, I've two, I've, I've kicked up a couple times, looked it up again to go see if another episode has come out and nothing. I was okay. wondering if maybe they had a strange split season break or something. They do but that. Maybe... Just, I was just curious, because that's another one that's been on my list, and I, I know you've talked about it before, yes. but it hadn't come up recently. I thought maybe that first season ended. Yeah, I think it did, and like I was saying, it's either nine or ten episodes. I, I thought there would be more. I expected more, but crickets. Uh, we'll, you know, I'll look forward to seeing some more in the future. The, the show has something. That show's great. Yeah, I love that show. Mm-hmm. It's got, you know, coming of age, and it's got the entourage type of cast, you know, or, or a full ensemble cast, rather. And I like that, you know, a group of kids, and everybody kind of plays, the the whole group is sort of the, the character. Yeah, they all have yeah. their own episodes individually, too. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Um, John, did you have any TV stuff? I have only been watching Doctor Who. So oh, that's right. You said that. We're not going to talk about Doctor Who. But you can t- you can start your own podcast and talk about Doctor Who. It's a good idea. I'll call it Who Am I? Do you want to go on that podcast, Drew, and know nothing about Doctor Who and just tell Jahan how bad all of it sounds all the time? <laughs> we can just Listen be there to, to bash it. We can do that now. That's true. Well, it looks like we have a lot of video game stuff to to wrap up with. So, yeah, I say wrap up with not like we're wrapping up now, but it's our last kind of category think, of takes before we do wrap up. I think the biggest one is is back for blood. I think that's that's going to be the biggest game we talk about. I think today this is one people have been waiting for for. I don't know, years, months, maybe a decade, depending on how you view this. It's the spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. We played this demo, this beta, a couple months back, and we liked what we saw, and now we've been able to get our hands on the game. Uh, I I can, I think I speak for everyone when I say I think we like what we saw. Oh, yeah. It's, it's even better than the beta and the demo was. Yeah, I think y'all were probably a lot more excited for this than I was, just because this is way more up your alley. But that being said, I played with y'all earlier this week and had an absolute blast. I thought this was really fun and a lot 
better executed than I thought it was going to be. So uh, I knew that people were hyped for this, but it still exceeded my own expectations. I thought I'm actually probably tonight after this recording, like if y'all are playing, I'll probably jump on there with y'all. Like I want to want to play more. I do love back. I mean, I love everything zombie, as you all know. I even got special Sour Patch Kid zombies just for the uh, release of Back for Blood. Uh, I made some notes. I wanted to specifically talk about some of the things we liked about Back for Blood instead of just giving you a, a vanilla yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, let's talk about, yeah, I was uh, going to get into specifics as well. The the difficulty, Jahan and I do not suck at video games at all. We We are very fucking good at video games. The difficulty jump from recruit to veteran in this game, which is from normal to hard, is insane. It is so fucking hard. It's so hard. Like, you have to, in, in this game, you have to beat the entire chapter, the entire run all at once. You have maybe, you have two two chances to do it. You have one life, one restart, and then after that, you lose. So you have to beat, like, ten levels, back to back to back to back. And the harder the difficulty, the more special infected they spawn. And so the special ones can do things like grapple you and pin you and hold you down. So when they start spawning 10 or 12 of these things, there is nothing you can do to stop that, to win to, to win the fights, to get through it. Uh, they just need some balancing, I think, on their difficulty slider. I, I'm not the only one who feels that way, though, which is nice. I partially agree. Uh, for the most part, I think it's fine. Uh, it's hard. I don't know. I like it. I have no issue with it. Um, and, like, as we unlock, because they have a card system in this game where you can unlock, like, uh, you don't unlock all the powers you have. You have a deck. You can equip cards that you can draw and add to your character throughout the campaign. Um, so you get stronger and stronger. And, like, the cards get better and better as you unlock more uh, back at base. So, like... At a certain point, we're going to have the cards that are going to make up for the fact that these things are coming at us 12 at a time. And uh, the way those cards work is that there are 15 slots, and whatever your first card is, you will start with that card. And yeah. the other ones, you get them. You get all 15 in order as you play through the, the campaign chapters. So you, uh, you can start with things like revive speed to get your allies up or extra health. And then build into into some combos later, knowing you know which card you're going to get in which order is really going to change your play style. So to to Jahan's point, that is really going to change the the late game of your build. You know, if you have a build that can survive a lethal run, you're just waiting for the right cards so you can get that build until you can play nightmare mode. Uh, yeah. There really is going to be some kind of balance in the cards that makes it achievable. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Which I think is a really cool part of the game. I had the cards listed as a note. Uh, the cards totally change your play style by, you know, adding 20% stamina, 15% attack speed, uh, extra bullets, extra bullet piercing. And then once you start stacking those things, your character plays in a whole new exciting way. Which is, you know, that didn't happen in Left 4 Dead or Left 4 Dead. No, that, yeah, this is definitely something, I, I don't know, they, they took Left 4 Dead and they upgraded everything about it because the card system kind of gives it the rpg quality where you and are they managed to make it way deeper way deeper cool. uh way deeper and instead of having like hey here's the machine gun here's the shotgun they have you know here's the aa14 here's the you know you have actual 
all these different guns. You have a huge variety of guns. You can apply upgrades uh, to one of four slots as you find them. You can get all four fully upgraded. So you can customize guns, which is something you couldn't do in Left 4 Dead. Sans the fact that you could do like laser sights, I think, in Left 4 Dead. Uh, the matchmaking is chef's kiss. Mwah! It's with every game that comes out these days. Yeah. Jahan and I take a huge steaming shit all over their multiplayer matchmaking on their first day and in their first week. And we've said it, and I'll keep saying it until I die, a bad multiplayer launch. If your first two weeks you can't get matchmaking working, you've just killed your fucking game. Yeah. If you don't launch well, your game will die. There are too many other free games out there that are working just fine to bring people to your game if it doesn't fucking work. Exactly. Yeah, no, but absolutely. Uh, this back game... for blood, the yeah. matchmaking works like a charm. It we had... don't drop out. We the... can go from one game to another. We stay in the same lobby with each other. It's just, we've had nothing, no issues. It's great. It's, it's the best uh, first day of matchmaking, period. Uh, and it it was all I mean it's better than games that came out like two weeks before you know uh, it's we never had a dropped issue not a single one uh, we had a couple matchmaking things but that's like people were dropping out and so like it took us back to the lobby because there wasn't enough players but that's just that's not that's, a, people, that's nothing that's people people quit games people are gonna quit games right nothing, so the multiplayer works there. this game was free on Game Pass day one uh, Game Pass is also given free cosmetic items to everybody uh you can go re- redeem those in your perks if you haven't uh Four just free character skins and two or three free gun skins yeah it, like it was dope and the skins are dope like i actually did redeem those when i played so i need to do that nice yeah uh, uh, yeah go check your uh, xbox perks it's right there and uh i mean i don't they killed it with this one this one it came out in october it's got that you got perfect that good timing. zombie action. Yeah, perfect timing, perfect execution. Uh, the versus mode in this game. That did was you play that with us, Drew? I did. I did. We won. We yeah. did a, uh, what, do, what do you call it, where we played as the, you'd switch alternate between yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the squad and so being good. the zombies. The swarm mode. Swarm mode, yeah. Uh, so, because yes. in in Left 4 Dead, I uh, love the swarm mode. Yeah. I, that was going to be my complaint was the, that it's no longer that campaign style. And now it's more of an arena, which it, is yeah. cool. I just I kind of wish we had both options. I also wish we had both options because in Left 4 Dead, uh, for those of you who don't know, the versus mode was you would go uh, cha- like safe room to safe room in the campaign and the one one side would try to kill the other side, the other side would try to make it, uh, and then you'd switch and try to make it further or faster than the other team. This game, you're trying to survive the longest in kind of a shrinking arena. Uh, and at first, I was surprised by this. I didn't expect it. I thought it was going to be the same as Left 4 Dead. I actually like this. I don't know if I'd say more, but at least just as much. This so the is thing that so keeps fun. this really cool is that your your rounds are going to be no more than five minutes, really. And so this approach keeps your games under, you know, 10, 15, yes. 20 minutes. And the other one, you, you'd be looking at 45-minute matches. Correct. You know, it's it really, I think that's why they did what they did. Yeah, it stops was, a lot of stuff. And I would still like to see, yeah, like, if so, could you imagine if somebody quit your game during one of the campaign ones and yeah. you just, for, like, 45 minutes couldn't stop them and you just were stuck there doing bullshit? Yeah. 
I, I get it. I see why they... I'd like both. That's all. I'd like both. It's a lot of fun. I'm only nitpicking because I like it so much. Yeah, I like both. Uh, but this, yeah, it stops long matches, and it also stops people from, like, exploiting stuff to get to a safe room. You know what I mean? Because you can't turn the game off. You can't, like... You can't end the match on your own. Like, you have to... The time, you either kill them or you survive as long as you can. And I just... I, don't know, I have so much fun with it. I, I'm addicted to the versus mode. Yeah, so am I. I could play that all all night long. If you have not played Back for Blood, it is free on Game Pass, and it is a straight up just a masterpiece. I love it. I believe it's also crossplay from PC to Xbox. It is. Uh, I haven't tried to do it yet. The way they said that you had to do it was kind of weird. Uh, they give you a crossplay like name, and it's like your name plus um, like some numbers that they add. And you send that to like a PC friend or something, and they can join your game. Uh, but in the regular matchmaking, you do wind up playing with PC people. So we've been able to play with your brother also, who plays. Yeah, Kian has. Yeah, has. my younger brother has been playing from PC with us. So I. Oh yeah, I guess that does. And it was, work and it was seamless when we yeah. played with him. I don't so know. Worth. I, yeah. Worth noting also, we're obviously Xbox Game Pass boys, but um, game this game's also for for PS4, PS5. And, it, you know, you can play buy it for 60 bucks and play it there. But what are you doing, man? Just get Game Pass and play we it there. We got it for free. Yeah, you can get Game Pass. Even if you don't have an Xbox, you can get it on your PC. And you can play Back for Blood for free on PC. Uh, we are and not sponsored by them. We just like them a lot. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jahan, but you could theoretically get Game Pass, get the streaming to your phone thing, and then play on your phone. In theory, yes. any, Anywhere in your house. Yeah, you, you could, could sit there like you're playing Switch with a controller Correct. in your bed. Yeah, you could. You don't even have to have an Xbox anymore. To, <laughs> just no. have a computer or a phone or some way to set it all up. And I mean, also, I while we're talking about it, you don't even have to download Back for Blood on your computer. You can't stream it. They do have that option for games now on the Game Pass. The, you don't have to download it. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. There's a couple other games. I mean, Game Pass has been killing it lately. They just released like four new games. Uh, I forget. Let me let me see what one of them's called real quick. I just downloaded two games. Uh, I'm excited to play them. Uh, Ring of Pain. It's like a little deck builder uh, board game kind of thing. Uh, it looks Sounds like a combo at Taco Bell. It looks like uh, <laughs> it look. It reminds me of Monster Train mixed with. Uh, you know, uh, damn it, Slay the Spire. And it's made by Umble Games, who made Slay the Spire. So, Gary, you might want to check it out. It's called Ring of Pain. Uh, and then they also have Rift Breaker, uh, which is like a resource-gathering, base-building game uh, that looks very fun. I haven't played it yet. I'm excited. And, Jahan, I think you had some other game stuff you wanted to talk about today. Yeah, I definitely have some other game stuff coming up here. Uh, some exciting stuff. That Gary's really going to like. Gary's going to love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so here we go. Uh, Animal Crossing, uh, New Horizons, they're doing their last free update. Uh, I made some notes here so I don't forget anything. Uh, this is Gary's game of the year for 2020. It is. <laughs> Uh, so first off, they're coming out with Series 5 of the Amiibo cards. Uh, 48 new cards, 48 new villagers. A lot of them are people you have never been able to get before, including like uh, the ghost character, 
the bug catcher guy, uh, <laughs> both the pilots from the plane thing. So you can get all of them. And a lot of this uh, is because they're bringing back Brewster. And you can, like, have coffee with any of these people. I don't know what that does. I don't know if you can get, like, special items from them. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, you can also go back to Harry's Island. Harry has previously had, like, a photo studio on his island. Uh, but now you can go there, and he's going to start... You can help him build a camp there uh, that's going to bring all of those, like, uh, seasonal... Not seasonal characters, but the characters that are only there sometimes uh, to sell you stuff and stuff. You can put them in, like, permanent booths there so that you can access them more frequently um you can also go they have a whole new uh they're bringing the character Cap'n back he's gonna serenade you with uh pirate shanties as he takes you to wild islands uh that could have different seasons than your current season they could have different time of day uh so you can get resources that would normally be locked to you uh they also included exercise that you can do with your villagers, either with button presses or motion capture. Uh, so you can do a little bit of some, some stretches with your uh, village in the square. Uh, they're adding cooking, which is cool. Um, and they're also adding ordinances. So you can set your characters to like uh, early birds so they'll wake up earlier and stuff will open sooner. Or night owl. Stuff like that. You can change how your island functions. And they're also adding... Uh, gyroids, which are, uh, those are the things that are sitting there, uh, when you want to build look like something. like little fire hydrants. Yeah, they look like little fire hydrants. Uh, in Smash Bros, you can use the gyroid to ride it and blow people up. Uh, but I they... shit you not, one of my original complaints about this game that I was so fucking furious about was a lack of gyroids. <laughs> so the gyroids are coming, uh, you can dig them up in what used to be just the fossil spots. Uh, and you could find, I think you find pieces of them, and if you find all the pieces, you can assemble one. Uh, and you can put them around your house, and they'll sing with each other, uh, depending on, like, how you put them. And they'll also sing along with music, so you can make a bunch of different sounds, stuff like that. Uh, it's a really good, I, I didn't touch everything, but it's a really good free update. And then, they're also coming out with the first paid DLC, and where, uh... There's a new industrialist guy. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember his name, but the character's uh, like a little monkey guy. Uh, it's adorable. And he's like trying to do vacation homes. Uh, and so you go and you try and make all these people happy with their new vacation homes. Pretty much it's like if you enjoy the design aspect of Animal Crossing, this is it. Like that's what it is. And also it gives you all these new design tools to use back on your own island. Uh including, like, partition walls and pillars and stuff that people have really wanted for a long time. Uh, I, my older brother uh, bought his friend a Nintendo Switch Lite at Animal Crossing uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, and she has put, like, 1,500 hours into it. So uh, there are people out there that need this, uh, you know, and uh, my understanding from the community, because, like, I like Animal Crossing, but it's not, like, my huge thing. Uh, my understanding is that everything they've ever asked for is being added right now. So that's exciting for, uh, for Animal Crossing fans. Look, something to look forward to. There is a Nintendo Direct you can go watch, uh, detailing all of this stuff. Uh, and also, uh, it brings us into the other thing that I wanted to talk about, uh, the Nintendo Switch Expansion Pass. Uh, <laughs> something that there's no way Gary's gonna get. Uh, but, you know... 
I might. I might get it. Um, so what it is, at first it was just like, hey, you know, look at uh, Sega Genesis and N64 games. You know, you can play them on Switch now. Huzzah. And they're even... Yeah, se- let's, yeah. let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, here, let's talk right? about that. Because yeah. if you subscribe to Nintendo Switch uh-huh. Online, which I do, yeah. you do, you do as well. I do, yes. Seems. And as part of that, you can play certain games online, but you also get the virtual console for the NES and this the SNES that comes as part of that twenty dollars subscription. Yes, they announced like maybe a week or two ago twenty dollars hey, a year though. Yeah, tw- yeah. Excuse me if I, I don't know if I said monthly. I, I meant a year. Yeah, twenty dollars a year. That's pretty good deal. Pretty good deal. They announced a few weeks ago. Hey. Also coming to Virtual Console are Nintendo 64 games and Sega Genesis games. So, of course, Nintendo fans are pumped. I don't know if they announced then that this would be an additional, basically, subscription tier or addition to your current... They did say it during the Nintendo Direct. So they said it. It was not... I was not expecting it to be as much as it is. So I'll let you talk about it. But that's just my take on... No, it is... A lot more, because uh, what is it? It goes to fifty dollars, right? Yeah, it goes from twenty to fifty dollars for a year. Uh, the family subscription, where you can have extra people, is eighty dollars. So you can save some money that way. Uh, but also, I was thinking about it, and um, the uh, Animal Crossing expansion that I was just talking about, it comes with it. I don't know if they're going to give you a, a free expansion of something every year or, like, often. I don't know if it's, like, going to be a continuing thing. But for the first year, at least, they are giving you this DLC. And that knocks off almost the entire uh, additional cost. Because I believe the expansion is, like, $25. And the raise is 30 So it's almost free. Uh, practically free. If you want the Animal Crossing expansion. Uh, I know Gary doesn't want it, but Gary doesn't also, also doesn't give a shit about N64 or Sega Genesis uh, remastered uh, retro gaming, you know. But see, I do. So I do. I like the virtual console stuff, and I was excited about hearing the N64 mm-hmm. and Genesis stuff coming to it. But then when I saw that price tag, I was like, I don't know if I want to pay an additional 30 bucks for the year just to be able to play N64 I, games. I don't know if Switch. I want to either, but I fucking will. You can bet your sweet bippy, like straight up. I will. So they got they got my number, with man. Your wallet, Jahan. So much for speaking with your wallet. <laughs> hey, man, I'm not I, I'm not strong enough. All right, I've been wanting N64 Virtual Console for so long, and like, see, that's that is kind of the fucked up part, is that they've teased this kind of stuff and they've drawn it out, and we haven't gotten to, we haven't gotten it. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And so now I'll pay almost anything. Now, instead of picking it up for a dollar, because that's what it's worth, because it's an old piece of shit fucking game (laughs) that you should have gotten in a bargain bin. Now you'll pay $30 every fucking year. I will. I will. Awful. No, the worst part, the worst part that's going to make you mad, The entire collection of N64 games isn't worth $30. (laughs) But they're going to keep bringing them out, though, is the thing. All of them. All of them aren't worth $30. And then the Genesis <laughs> games aren't worth 30 fucking dollars. Here it is. I do. It's it's worth it's it's the fucking you could get a Raspberry Pi, 
fucking 15 bucks. You have, I have every a Raspberry single Pi. game. I have a Raspberry Pi. There you Pi. go. You have every N64 game and every Genesis game. There well, you no, go. Gary, you don't have to that pay anybody illegal. $30 a month. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, because you got your Raspberry Pi for what? Because uh, I wanted because uh, it looks cool. Yeah, that's right. Everyone gets them as paperweights, and nobody uses them to steal things. The other part that'll make you mad is I still the two games that I'm most excited to play are Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, which isn't a launch title on this, but it is coming. They said it is coming. The both of those, I still own them for the DS, so that's going to make you way madder. The only way that Nintendo gets another twenty dollars out of me is if they make Waluigi a fucking Nintendo Direct only character for Smash Bros. And then you'll get my money. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, no, man. Yeah, I mean they announced Sora. That was cool. Uh, that's the other thing. Uh, so real quick, uh, it's I'm not cool that they announced Sora. You can't blow over that like it was cool. Sora was cool one time in a game like fifteen fucking years ago. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 did, like, abysmally. That game was ass, and every game in between all of the half and the time chronicles and shit, all 11 Kingdom Hearts games are awful. What a shit-fucking choice of a character. Hey, man, people love Sora. You can't say they don't. Uh, That was a stupid fucking choice for a character who does a bad job in his franchise. Hey, man, it was in the top five. It was in the top five. That is a Final Fantasy Disney franchise. It should be the biggest game on the planet you're not wrong it is still bad what the fuck the first one was hot fire yeah hell yeah it was and the second one was fine but boy today the rest are just fucking (laughs) awful uh but yeah so i mean so i'm i will be that's that's the thing i want to touch on uh they are doing a sora amiibo as they do amiibos for all the smash characters they've also said that they're going to do uh Steve and uh, what's the female Minecraft character Jessica? I don't know. They're gonna do both of those uh, as amiibos as well. I look forward to getting them, and I'm also excited for the Metroid Dread uh, amiibo pack that has uh, Samus and the creature uh, facing off in the pack. It's very cool. Uh, that I don't know. As a collector, that's awesome. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> Metroid Dread. Did you hear about Metroid Dread, Drew? I've heard that it's good. It got shit on by so many reviewers because they said it was too hard. And I'm like, what do you think? Have you played like Metroid? Metroid's so hard. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it looks awesome. Yeah. I uh, I actually, last week, I was looking to get a new game, and I was between Metroid Dread or Far Cry 6, and I ended up going for Far Cry 6. So I'll, I'll get Metroid Dread at some point and play it um but i did get far cry 6 but i won't talk about it unless you are done with your nintendo stuff uh the only other thing is that they are also hilariously releasing a n64 bluetooth controller for the nintendo switch in case you want to play with that piece of shit again uh but as i have a gamecube controller and an adapter i don't see the point but uh yeah no i'm good i'm not (laughs) As much as I loved the, my N64 back in the day, I do not have that much nostalgia picking up an N64 controller. The controller pick, is trash. You pick it up and you're just like, what were they thinking? Even still. <laughs> oh, now you sold me on it. I changed my mind. All the Nintendo stuff sounds great. Uh, the <laughs> best part about the controller, Gary, is you can't buy it unless you have the subscription. So, haha. Is that true? That is true. 
Why does <laughs> Nintendo hate its fan base? And why do you people still buy their shit? What the? Uh, I'm on fucking crazy pills. Holy shit. No, you're not. You're the sane one. There is something wrong with us. You are right. <laughs> I, but I will continue to give them my money. I will never stop. You hear that, Nintendo? I will pay any price for your content. Uh, but yeah, you can talk about Fire Cry now. Yeah, so I'll just talk about Far Cry 6. Um, I decided to pick it up just because I hadn't played a Far Cry game in a while. Oh, well, okay, I take it back. So Far Cry 3, I played through and beat and really, really, really liked it when it came out. I bought Far Cry 4 and Far Cry 5 when they came out, and both of those I played a bit and then got bored pretty quick, quickly with both of them. And uh, and that was it. Maybe got like a third of the way through whatever. Far Cry 6, however, is just scratching that itch for me for some reason. Like, I wasn't necessarily craving an open world game, things to do, but um, I've been enjoying it. And it's not really that it even does anything new or different than the other ones did. You know, it's it's Far Cry, right? It's there's bases with bad guys. Go take out the bad guys. Take over the base. Unlock a new fast travel point. Keep doing that while doing your main missions and there's vehicles, there's helicopters and planes and boats and cars. And when you bring them to your base, you unlock those permanently. So you can call them from a, like from a car checkpoint or, you know, whatever. There's all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's, it's typical Far Cry. Um, you know, I early on in the game made the efforts to unlock the wingsuit and things like that for traversal. Nice. And one of the things that I really like about the new Far Cry is that, uh, and I don't know if the if the last ones had this, but, but Far Cry 6 has this, where basically most of your fast travel points, your little bases and things you take over, you can fast travel between them, but for most of them, you also can have an option to either fast travel normally or you can airdrop. So any of your fast travel <laughs> points you can airdrop to, so it starts you high in the sky above them, and then you can use your wingsuit or whatever to then zoom across the map. So it makes it way easier to get from point A to point B like if you want to go to a new base or go somewhere that you haven't unlocked yet, you can basically just fly there with your wingsuit or whatever, get there fast. And I really like that as part of the traversal in that game. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've just been really enjoying it. And uh, yeah, I'll continue playing it. I'm, I'm, I've There's three kind of main lieutenants that you have to take out to then get to the main bad guy um, who's played by uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who, you know who a lot of people know from Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad and The Mandalorian, a whole bunch of other yeah. stuff he's been in. And he's he's good in it as the villain. Um, so I've taken out one of those lieutenants so far. Uh, another thing to note about Far Cry Six, something that I really like that it does, is it's a first-person game. And I think the past couple games, when you get to a cutscene, you see the cutscene in first person from your character's perspective. And one of the things Far Cry Six does is sometimes it does cut to to cutscenes where you actually see your character in the third person and it's like a more normal cutscene, which is Far Cry games don't usually do that, but it has made the story better in this one, I think. So I think that's maybe one of the reasons I'm a little bit more engaged in it is I think the story is just being told better than some of the last ones. So anyway, that's Far Cry 6. I've just well, I've, I've, I've been enjoying it. It seems like they obviously put an effort into that because they cast such a such a big name actor as their you know, it seems like they really saw that and tried. So that's good that it worked out. 
Yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever played a Far Cry game, and I feel I, like I should play this. I think that you would like Far Cry games, Jahan. They are... Is this one still cooperative, Drew? Because... Yes, yes, you can do co-op, and they have special operations, or you can roam around the map, and I actually need somebody to play with me here soon because there's a achievement for taking over a base with a co-op partner so i, nice. I need i need somebody so to help things me you that. can do Jahan, is like totally we can have different loadouts and you can shoot out like lights and alarms and go at bases at night and stuff and you can stealth take down everybody so i think you and i would have a lot of t a lot of fun killing narco terrorists and running people over with an array of vehicles and guns i do i do love co-op Yep. And all and, your guns are customizable, right? So you can put, you know, silencers on them or put, uh, do different kinds of ammo or make them have poison rounds so that the, the enemies will, you know, kill each other for you. You know, things like that. So you usually got can... some, uh, like in Far Cry 4, there's wildlife you can interact with. Mm -hmm. Like you can get on an elephant, you can throw C4 on the elephants and ride them <laughs> in, into a village, jump off and then blow up every, like you know there are lots of ways to solve the problems you can shoot a cage and unleash a tiger inside of their compound and tigers kill people so far cry it, it, it there's a lot of fun to be had in the series no it mm -hmm. sounds like yeah i i've always wanted to check it out i just never have um uh, do you have it's a yeah. survival elements you have to eat and stuff nope. no no it's there you go it's a survival game but it's a first person shooter game so you throw away all the survival stuff and instead you just shoot people but, but there like are the survival stuff you do unlock I bases don't. though so you you unlock bases through the game that then you know you can build certain things at those bases that help give you more supplies or resources things that help you out like maybe different buffs and then you can okay so you're you do collect elements throughout like metal and gasoline and medicine and things like that that, that you can that'll help yeah, resources I'll, I'll like in that. your base to upgrade them and stuff it's not like the most deep upgrading system but it's there and there's some cool stuff there so and you get little like companions that are little pets and things that you can help. Like the first one you get is a alligator that I believe is named Guapo, and you can send Guapo to go attack Ooh, people for you. And then I unlocked a little a little puppy who's adorable named Chorizo. And Chorizo is uh he's one of those little he I think he he looks like a little dachshund or something, but he's uh his back legs don't work, so he's got little wheels, like a little wheelchair type thing on his back legs and he's super cute and he distracts enemies for you when you use them. So there's things like that, you know, um, in the game. So, you know, there's a lot of like, it's made that you can play it as serious or you can have as much fun as you want to. Like if you want to go in and set everybody on do. fire and do, you know, whatever you can do that. Or if you just want to be stealthy and headshot people, you can do that. So there's, there's definitely things, uh, some fun to be had, but I'm, I'm really, I'm really digging it. Um, so I'm going to keep playing it. But that's it. That's all I got on Far Cry 6. And I think that's actually it for all of us. I will say next week we will be doing a epic Dune spectacular. So Dune comes out in theaters and on HBO Max next week. Uh, we are all October planning. 22nd, right? Correct. So we are all planning to watch it. So we will be talking dune movie and dune spoilers and dune tabletop rpg and dune it'll be all dune everything <laughs> all dune so, all the time so y'all have that to look forward to if you want to uh, join us if you saw if you see dune if you watch dune on the 22nd and on the 23rd you want to talk about dune you want to hear about it 
you can come by and join us on twitch.tv backslash Jahananon. Uh, we'll be taking questions and stuff in the chat. We will, like Drew said, spoilers galore. So if you're one of our regular listeners, maybe maybe give that one a week. Give it a passerby because we'll be doing it up. So, um, yeah, so that'll be next week on uh, episode 16 of Fresh Out the Podcast. But otherwise, where can everybody find you guys? Uh, yeah, I'm Jahananon. I'm at RockFact on Twitter. I'm at Jahananon1 on TikTok. Uh, you can follow both of all of us, really, on uh, Fresh Out the Box on YouTube. Uh, you can check out Fresh Out the Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if that's not how you're listening already. Uh, yeah, that's me. Casualty CDG, and you can find me at Casualty CDG. <laughs> Everywhere. At, yeah. At Drew Munhausen on Twitter, at Drew's Blues on TikTok. And uh, yeah, of course, follow, follow Fresh Out the Box for all their cool shows going on. And I was going to mention so, me and Gary and Jahan have a messenger chat where we sometimes talk about things for the show and gary um sent a picture in the chat just actually after we had started recording gary can you describe the picture that you sent in the chat to the show with let's instead of me describing it why don't john says he hasn't seen it why don't we have him pull it up and put it on the screen yeah Jahan, pull up this picture gary sent in the chat and just let's get your thoughts <laughs> no problem. Uh, yeah, let's see. So oh. this, this particular image was sent to me during the stream uh, by by a viewer of ours, and it said, "Oh, darn! This, I thought you took this picture." No, so. no, it was sent to me, and it said, "This is Drew's." Or actually, oh. it's, it says, "Damn it, Drew!" That's what it says. Doctor oh. Wiggles Wiener Wagon. It has a picture mm-hmm. of a clown holding a ice cream cone of chocolate ice cream and a hot dog. A very and long wiener. I was going to say, worth noting the hot dog it, The hot dog is maybe two to three times too big for the bun that it's in. And, and to reiterate, Dr. Wiggles wiener wagon. And so, the clown's eyes are looking in opposite directions. Yes. Thank you for yeah. listening to Fresh Out the Podcast. Don't forget to hashtag Dr. Wiggles Wiener Wagon. Yeah, please hit us with that. We will, we appreciate it on Twitter. Uh, yeah, thank you, everybody. Have a great week. We hope that we made you smile. Uh, yeah, come check us out next week, and we'll see you then. <laughs>